those that love him celebrate him. For he is worthy to be praised. In 150 Psalms it says, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. Do you have a praise this morning? Do me a favor. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I got so much to shout about. No, you ain't looking at that neighbor like you believe it. Tell them, neighbor, oh neighbor, I got so much to shout about. My Lord. You may be seated for the moment. I just wanted to say thank you to all those that were with us on yesterday to share on the celebration, the life of our dear friend, brother Deacon Walter Carney. On behalf of the Carney family, they thank you for all your prayers and your, your concerns. We thank God for those that were here, those that were here and now absent. We thank God for them too. Amen. I, I forgot to do this. I wanted to send a shout out to my little cousin in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, Haley, who is the first black African-American female at the University of Milwaukee to receive her anesthesiologist degree. Amen. Amen. I thank God for blessing. Um, she has made history in the state of Wisconsin, so I thank God for that. Still don't trust her to give me the shot to, to do that, but you know, because but but I tell you, if you if you really if you really didn't go on under, you know that's some good sleep. Amen. 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 It takes your mind off of everything. Amen, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, we're in the midst of a good time. Continue to pray for uh, Deacon Powell. Continue to pray for his daughter and his son-in-law. Continue to lift the Smith family up. Uh, it was just brought to our attention on yesterday. Um, Sister Smith, Deaconess Smith, had lost her auntie. They funeralized her yesterday. And on Friday, she lost her nephew. He was in his 40s. They lost him to COVID. So we want to keep the Smith family in our prayers. Also, we want to keep our church family in our prayers. Um, I know there are a lot of people that may be out uh, based be, uh, because of different health reasons. Could be the COVID, could be some other type of health situation. Continue to pray for them and, and not pray on them. <clears throat> Amen. Keep them lifted up in prayer. Uh, we're going to uh, move forward. I thank God for this praise team. Give them a hand. I thank God for our ushers. Give them a hand. Thank God for our nurses. Give them a hand. For the preachers, the ministers, give them a hand. For our deacons, let's give them a hand. Our trustees, let's give them a hand. And I thank God for you. Give yourselves a hand. I need the oh, I need the every hour. I need thee, oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to Thee. I wish you'd do me a favor. If you need the Lord today, why don't you rest on your feet and say it with me? I need. 
He's a wonder in my soul. Bless his name. I used to love to hear my granny say that. He's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder. In my soul, he's a wonder. In my soul, bless, bless his name. Right where you are, I want you to give God about 30 seconds of your highest praise. Show him how much you love him. Let the church say yes. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. 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 Somebody's going through something. All you got to do is tell them right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord. Right now, Lord, I need you. Anybody need him today? I need you, Lord. I need you. I need you. I need you, Lord, I need you,
You might as well praise them while you can. Just at least tell them thank you. You don't have to always shout to feel the presence of God. But the elders used to say, while the blood is running warm in your veins, you ought to show some signs. Father, it's preaching time. Songs have been sung, gifts have been given. Now, God, we need a word from on high. Let me decrease, let you increase in me. Hide me behind the throne. Circumcise my tongue and my heart into righteousness. Let your scripture bring clarity. And let your words be concise as they always have. So now, God, let this word fall on fertile soil and disrupt stony ground. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, my strength. And Lord, I love you because you're my redeemer. And the household of faith said, Amen. With your manuals of life, if you would turn with me to the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 2. St. Luke, chapter 2, verse 15. If you're able to stand, please stand in respect to the word of God. If you have it, say amen. If you're still looking, shout out Bible study. Always room. I want to jump right in the middle of this scripture. And it says, let us now go even unto Bethlehem. The word of God is blessed. You may be seated. If you would, my brothers and sisters, help me preach on the subject, the topic, Jesus. Jesus. Somebody say that with me, Jesus. Y'all just missed your shout again. Somebody say Jesus. Scripture says, so it was when the angels had gone away from them into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, let us go now to go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. It was considered an amazing night. There was quietness pierced by the strains of an angelic chorus. Yet those closest to this greatest event in human history almost missed it. Bethlehem almost missed it. No room. Many of us can recall the moment of birth of our firstborn, the trip to the hospital, the sterile environment, the presence of family and friends. But on the first Christmas, a young pregnant Jew, Jewess found herself without the decency of even a clean sheet on a simple cot. In her hour of childbirth, her bed was straws in a stable when the baby was born. Trembling yet thankful, Fingers, she wrapped the baby in cloths and laid him in a manger. She was in a town called Bethlehem. Now, uh, understand Bethlehem is six miles south of Jerusalem. This place had a memorable history. It's first mentioned in Genesis chapter 35. When Rachel died there and her heartbroken husband, Jacob, buried her outside the city. 
It was Bethlehem where Ruth, the Moabite, the Moabitess, fell in love with Boaz, the Lord of the harvest. It was the same little village that David, as a boy, tended to the sheep of his father and where he was anointed king by the prophet Samuel. Bethlehem, the centuries before the coming of Christ, that Micah foretold that this world will be the birthplace of the coming Messiah. Somebody say Bethlehem. Even today, it's said that Bethlehem, this still small village on the side of the same small hill, holds about 50,000 people living within the town, their hometown. This tiny little place of many streets is invaded by million, millions of tourists yearly. Somebody say Bethlehem. Our Lord was born into an environment in Bethlehem much like the one that exists today. Even today, both the Jews of Jesus' day and the Palestinians of modern time of subservient, meaning that they were more in tune to follow the economic interests of their richer and more powerful neighbors, these two breeds of people were amongst each other, but yet they were considered victims and disgust and discrimination. Both of them knew and they were called to armed revolt and violence. It was into this type of environment that our Lord entered into the world, which brought me to my first question I'm going to ask you before I even get into the text. Is your life a Bethlehem? Uh, Y'all ain't tracking with me. Are there areas in your life that I can't win for losing? It feel like I may come from one spot but have to be at another spot. It seems like people are always trying to boss me around, make more rules and politics and policies than standards and expectations. My Bethlehem, instead of feeling like a birthplace, it feels like a place of war, confusion, depression, oppression, addiction, heartaches, complainers, liars, backbiters, backstabbers, and yet this was the place where Jesus was born. But I'm so glad that the Bible says unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will rest on his shoulders and he shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. If whatever's going on in your life, I know there may be a man that's able to do all things but fail. In fact, he never seen a fight that he's lost. He's never had a patient that wasn't healed. He never had a problem he couldn't solve. He never lost a soul that he couldn't find or be delivered. He never bowed down his head for those that were down in the spirit, a troubled heart. I've never seen he couldn't fix it. In fact, no light bill he couldn't pay. No gas bill he couldn't pay. No finances he couldn't give. No house smoke. I'm preaching better than some of y'all showing me that you sounded. No business that he had that I couldn't handle. How many know if there's anybody that can do it, Jesus can. I don't know if anybody here Walk around from time to time and just call on the name of Jesus. I mean, there's some power behind that name. He, he has the ability to do all things but fail when he call on the name of Jesus. When my body's aching, granted, say, I just say, Jesus. When there's no food on the table, I just say, Jesus, and how many know Jesus will show up? I wish I had four folk. I'll make five. He'll show up, and how many know he'll show up? I said I wasn't going to go hard today, but it's something about the name of Jesus, and, and after all he's brought me through, I have no reason not to give him everything I got because tomorrow is not promised. Look at your neighbor and say, matter of fact, the next two minutes ain't promised. But when you think about Jesus and all he's done for you, the Bible says my soul shall make a boast. Why? Because he's been so good to me. Jesus. Thank God I ain't got no suit on. I'm glad for Sports Sunday. I feel a little loose now. Uh, Jesus, let's, 
let's let's look at the text. Um, let me show you why Bethlehem is not a bad place, but is extraordinary. Uh, Jesus said the reason why the pastor is telling you Jesus. Because he wants to show you about Bethlehem. Let me show you about Bethlehem. It's, it's Christmas time, so I'm not a big seasonal type preacher. But God gave me this, so I'm going to preach it the season, okay? Um, the first thing in the text I saw was Bethlehem was a place of potential. Look, look, look at the places. It's the city. God, look at, out of all the places God could have been. He chose for his son to be born in this place. Uh, Micah 5 and 2 said, It was little among the thousands of Judah. With the God being so big and powerful, why would you allow your son to be in such a small place? And sometimes we need to recognize we get so caught up in the more instead of the less. Y'all tracking with me today? Notice in the text it says, The shepherds said to one another, Let us go down to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Notice that, that, how, that even though they didn't believe, they were quick to look in on what was happening. Y'all just missed that. Sometimes people will be quick to look in on what you said was happening because they just can't believe that after all you've been crying about, after all you've been through, how can I just use it the way I want to say it? How in the hell did you make it out of that drama that you've been going through? I wish I had somebody that can testify and say, Reverend, I've been through some hell stress and high water this week. In fact, yesterday wasn't the best day. We just buried one of our family members, but I thank God that he saw enough in a little me to think of me like Peter upon this rock I build my church that rock was Petros in a small piece and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it look at somebody say you got potential oh you ain't looking at them you got potential I don't care what she say about you you got potential I don't care what he thinks about you you got potential I don't care how bad they pray on you you still got potential I remember in high school I had a gym teacher God rest his soul Dr. Kenny Barnes we called him fit very in tune he was one that rode his bike to school all summer long winter time he, he drove a nice Old school cutlass, no rust, all rimmed out. And when we played football for Mr. Barnes, he would have us in the locker room. They even started repeating it at pep assemblies. He said, I am proud to be, at that time, Auburn Knights, meaning I am proud to be who I am. And I don't know if anybody here can look in on your life and say, I am glad to be who I am even though I may not have had everything I needed but I thank God he's given me what I needed in fact I wanted some stuff but he said now is not the time I didn't feel less I feel good because what God said is gonna happen I know it will come to pass and somebody say you got potential the Bible declares in Isaiah 57 15 the Lord dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a constrite and humble spirit listen some people don't see the potential in you while you're going through because here it is they're afraid of what you might become before them now truth truth be told the apostles were gifted but here it is. Now, if I'm gifted, have the ability, but yet I'm going to hear about a baby that's being born. Now, what does that say about my abilities? Now, I'm not saying all apostles are bad, but the Bible says you got to beware of, of wolves in sheep clothing. Hello, help me, somebody. And one thing I wish I could add to the Bible. I wish I could add this to the Bible, Sister Tiana. You got to beware, be aware of snakes in sheep clothing. Y'all ain't tracking with me. And sometimes you have to thank God that despite of where I'm going, 
you've always been my protector. In fact, despite of what I'm doing, you've always kept your hands around me because guess what? If God can't do it, nobody can. Yeah, see, see, people always try to see and look in on your potential. But here it is, Isaiah 7, 57, 15, he says, God will be with them who has a contrite and humble spirit. And truth be told, you cannot get your blessing until you break, are broken down. I know three amens is welcome, but listen, some folk don't understand. The reason why you haven't reached the mountain is because you're complaining about the middle of the mountain. And God is not going to bless you with nothing until you recognize, I'm just grateful that you bless me where I am. Anywhere you bless me, I'll be satisfied. Stop trying to get the brand new house and be thankful for the apartment. Stop trying to argue about the job. Be thankful you're still working. In fact, stop complaining about losing friends. You can't find a friend that's better than Jesus. Can I get somebody that can testify and say, Lord, I'm just blessed to be in your presence. In fact, I'm going to humble myself because your word said I'll humble myself under the mighty hands of God. And you will exalt me in due season. Look at somebody say, you got to be broken before he can bless you. Okay, you, you don't believe me. His word said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs are the kingdom of heaven. Listen, I know we're coming up on holiday season. And... Some of us, I'm finna tap into your bank account now. Some of us would rather go broke buying Barbie dolls, PS5s, new Xboxes, four and $500 cell phones for children that can't even spell their name, brand new houses and all those things. But yet when it comes to giving God, you can't even lift up your holy and anointed hands. In fact, had it not been for him, you wouldn't be able to buy that PS5, those brand new shoes, the games that the children want. You couldn't even look at Barbie because Ken will be trying to knock you out. I ain't picking with you, Ken. You want to complain about always being broke. He blesses those that are poor in spirit. David says the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. Psalms 34. And it's, it's at that moment of weakness is when God. He, he, he reveals a level of potential in you. In fact, he shows you that you are greater than what it looks like you're going to be. Bethlehem should remember us, though it looks small and everything want to look down on you. But listen, some folk need to recognize Though you're small don't mean you're going to always be last. The Bible says the first will be last and the last will be first. But I understand I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I'm more than a conqueror than he that loves us. Listen, great is he that is in me that's in the world. Look at two people and say, I got potential. I got potential. I got potential. You're going to be somebody. I love when Leora used to whoop our hind parts. After we were bad, she used to say, you're going to be somebody. You're going to stop getting in trouble. But you're going to be somebody today. And I don't know if anybody here can appreciate your childhood, the potential, the things you had to go through to get where I wish I had some salami eaters. I wish I had some sardine can openers. I wish I had some Vienna sausage eaters. Matter of fact, any tang drinkers in the house that can say, I thank God for what happened to me because I know now through it all, sagam syrup, molasses syrup, bear rabbit syrup, I knew God had potential (sighs) (sighs) 
Some of us then got so holy, we don't remember how honor, how much of an honor it is for us to accept what God has given us. And some of us don't understand that it's good to get a hand-me-down. Don't look at me in that tone like you ain't shopping at the Goodwill. In fact, we're in a state that the Goodwill look better than, than, than uh, the Burlington Coat Factory. And some folk, truth be told, you didn't sold that suit. You didn't sold that dress. In fact, you put fingernail polish on your stocking so you can wear them again. And some folks should be glad that God decided to bless you the way you are, even though they said you weren't going to make it. How many know God said you can? I'm older than y'all look. Yeah, I'm much older than I look. Uh, I ain't just picking on the women, but there's some men putting shoe polish in their hair to keep that gray from showing, too. Yeah, they, they used to do that back in the day. They, instead of putting black shoe polish on their shoe, they just dab their hair a little bit. To, is it, can you see it, baby? I, I thought I got that last strand out. The minute you sweat, it's running down your face. Look like you've been at war. Let me, let me go on. on. I'm a, Brother McHenry, let me leave that alone. Got too many Bronco fans in the house. I, I ain't trying to be destroyed or hurt today. But, but the second thing, and listen, the second thing in the text I saw, not only do you have, it has potential, but Bethlehem is a place of providence. Uh, Bethlehem was prophesied long before it would even be the place of the promised Messiah. And, and, and I know um, there's somebody with an inquisitive mind saying, how does it become the place of providence? Watch this. Providence is the protective care of God and his spiritual power. You, you, you just missed that. Providence is the protective care of God and his spiritual power. Now, how could it become uh, a place of providence, but God is not there yet? Uh, when it has been prophesied, it's just like God being there. I wish I had some gospel readers that track with me. The Bible says even when the man came in God's presence in the gospels, he said, Father, you don't even have to go to the house. Just just speak a word. I, I wish I had somebody that could testify and say he spoke a word when I got my job. I hadn't even got there yet, and they said the job is yours. That house that you're living in, you didn't have to sign the end of the date appointment, but God already had the house ready for you when you got there. That car that you driving, you didn't have to have a 700 credit score. He just said, come, and I'll give it to you. How many know God's providence is promising to you in your life? Yeah, watch this. Watch this. You have to understand uh, when the providence becomes the place, uh, you have to be grateful that God had predestined and made it a place that you will exist. Now, now Jesus was to come to this bad place, but he had to come because the father said that's where he was going. Y'all just missed that. He had to come because the father said that's where he is going. I, I know some of y'all digging in your Bible. Where is that at? You remember he said you got to go to Bethlehem. That, that's where he's going. God, and listen, you can't get mad when God tells you you got to go to some places you don't want to go. I mean, I know I got two over here, maybe one here and one right there, and I'll make six. Here it is. Sometime I accept what God is saying because guess what? Maybe the place I'm in ain't the place I need to be. But is there anybody here that can say, Reverend, I stepped out on faith. And when I stepped out on faith, faith brought me favor. Listen, 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 listen. Have you, have you ever found yourself because of the relationship? It seemed like God takes you 
to more uncomfortable places than places of convenience. Come on, y'all, talk to me today. In fact, some of y'all are in an uncomfortable place right now. Reverend, they say the pandemic is hitting all over the nation, and yet you still want to have church. But listen, let me help you real quick. Can, can I hope you? Let me hope you. Let me hope you. If God can help you through your pain, what makes you think God can't help you in uncomfortable circumstances? I mean, you don't have to be in a pandemic to be uncomfortable. Try getting a foreclosure in your house. Try getting a shutoff notice. In fact, try being told that they got 10 jobs and yours ain't one of them. That's uncomfortable. But how many know when you serve a God and you do all you can, how many know we serve a God that in the midst of it all, serving the Lord will pay off. I wish I had some witnesses that would track with me and celebrate. Serving the Lord will pay off. After a while, look at somebody say, that's providence. Oh, yeah, that's, that's providence. Because the Bible says in Matthew 2 and 5, when King Herod heard of the location, he replied, how? He had the same doubt as many of us. But Mary and Joseph lived in Nazareth way north. Why? How? Listen, let me share this with you. God works in the affairs of man by his own design and sovereign will. Let me say that one more time. God works in the affairs by his own will, his own design, his own sovereign will. Watch this. Let me, let me get a look. A little more country. God is working in your situation despite of how you feel. Why? Because in that situation, he said, you're going to find me today. In fact, you're going to learn today that your suffering is not just for you to be in pain, but your suffering is for you to be prosperous. Your suffering is for it to pay off after a while. So then here it is. You should celebrate for the fact that, listen, had it not been for Jesus who died on the cross, who put you through what you've been through. In fact, Paul says, I'm suffering with this thorn in my side. But he said, I put it there. So now let me tell you something about grace. My grace is sufficient in your time. I wish I had somebody that could say it was God's grace that kept me for these last nine and a half months. In fact, it's God's grace that's keeping me right now. I didn't have to deal with the COVID, but I had diabetes. I had high blood pressure. I had cancer. I'm dealing with some other things, but it's God's grace. He works in the affairs of man by his own design and sovereign will. Watch this. Luke 2 and 1 begins the Christmas story. The narrative by saying that it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar. But what people don't realize is the decree was not issued by Caesar. We're in Bible land, right? In fact, it was by God himself. It was a divine providence moving uh, uh, Caesar to issue the decree. The Lord put the decree in motion in the right time to move Mary and Joseph from Nazareth to Bethlehem. It was at that time when Mary and Joseph realized something good is about to take place. And somebody should be glad because God moved you when he moved you. In fact, you should be shouting because he moved you from some people that didn't mean you no good. He moved you from a place where you was headed in disaster. He moved you from a home that was rat and mouse infected. In fact, he moved you to a better place. Can I get somebody to look at your neighbor and say, he moved me just in time. Yeah, he, he moved me. Just in time. And some folk don't know when to shout in church. 
Because had it not been for God moving you out of that old place into this new place, you can look at somebody and say, Reverend, I'm so glad. I may not be what I should be, but I thank God I ain't what I used to be. Look at somebody and say, he moved me. Just That might be your friend. Don't look at them. Then they ready to stay put. Tell them, neighbor, I'm so glad he moved me when he did. Now I got peace in my mind. I got a clean way of thinking. My ears are open. In fact, my eyes are wide open. I can see clearly now. The rain has stopped falling. And how many know that when the rain stops, you can open your eyes, see what the Lord is saying, and celebrate him because all night and all day, the angels kept watching over me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I better leave y'all alone. Let me hurry up and I just don't understand how people can only recognize God's goodness when he bless you. But never recognize why you're going through your troubles. Because it has the place of potential and it's the providence. Listen, God designed it for you to deal with what you're dealing with before you were even born. And we need to stop. Watch this. Stop putting all the blame on the devil. Be thankful that God had promised for you. Y'all missed that. Well, Reverend, how are we going to blame the Lord? Listen, I thank God he blessed me. I ain't mad at you. You pulled me from where you pulled me from. I just didn't like the fact I had to go when you said go. But now that I made it, I'm here now. So now I can lift up holy hands. I could be blessed going in. And I could be, I wish I had some testifying folk that could say, Reverend, I didn't want to go to the job, Brother Earl, but I went in and I found out just how blessed I really am. Y'all ain't shouting with me yet. I wish I had somebody could say, Reverend, I went to the place, denied the bank account, denied the loan. But when I walked in, the papers was ready for me to fill out. I didn't want to go to that bank, but the Lord said, go back because whatever you acts in his name. I wish I had some believers in check. Well, listen, uh, lastly, but most importantly, the last thing in the text is Bethlehem is a place of privilege. You have to be thankful for Bethlehem, the city. Um, and the fact that it was handpicked for the Son of God to be born. Why not Jerusalem? The seat of religious power. Why not Rome, the center of political power? Why not Athens, the place of smart people? <laughs> God had to send a message. Because I don't care how rich you are, how smart you think you are. God, God has a better way of showing you. It's not in the religion, the political power, or the politics or philosophy. But the hope of the world is in the Savior's hands. It's a place of privilege. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me tell you something like this. Uh, um, Y'all hear me talk about when I was a little boy all the time. Those years I wish I can have back. Only because of the mistakes that I made. Hey, man, I, I know some of y'all got some mistakes you you wish that you can erase. Some of y'all looking at me, listen, I, I had a gold spoon in my mouth. I Listen, I, I didn't watch MTV. I didn't watch all that stuff. Dr. Dre, and I didn't see all that stuff. I watched uh, Hee Haw, but he, uh, they told me Hee Haw was for the Christians. There wasn't no cussing in there. 
but but listen, there was time. There was a time where um, coming up as a little boy, um, uh, Mama didn't always work. Um, I, I used to wonder how we were able to get things the way we were getting them. See, in the time I grew up, um, we had public aid. Public aid. Back then they called it public aid. Um, and monthly, mama would get these things called food stamps. Y'all remember them? Or maybe you didn't got, you had your, your $1 book, your $5 book, your $10 book, your $20 book, and you even weren't so far, I believe, up to a $50 book. After that, they want to know why you really own it, but you had all these books. And then, if considering the situation or what was going on at the time, they gave you cash. Now, the part I used to love was every first of the month, somebody say the first of the month, good things would happen. Not only did we go to the grocery store and got at least one thing we wanted, but <clears throat> with the cash, after she would pay the bills, we would go to this restaurant called Shakey's. Not just me and my sister. When my mother got hers, me, my sister, my cousin, my grandmother, and my aunties, all of us went to the place. We would sit down at this place. It was kind of like Ponderosa, Golden Corral, but it was known for homemade pizzas. We would sit down at the place, and when we sat down at the place, we would order or get ready to go get our food. And every now and again, you had one or two people that would always mess over the food. Y'all tracking with me? And when granny or mama and them would see this, they would call everybody back from the buffet and make them sit down and say, now look, I want you to look at these plates y'all about to get this waitress to pick up. You see all that extra meat on that chicken bone? You see all that half-eaten pizza? That water, you, that, that Kool-Aid and drink you just wasted? You got to understand some. You should take some pride in eating what you got because it's a privilege. For you to get the things that you got, it might come once a month, but you got to appreciate it. Do you know how many people don't have? Do you know how many thousands? Some of y'all looking at me strange right now because you done threw away a half a bag of beans. You done threw away some hard brown sugar. You done threw away half a gallon of milk and ain't even spoiled yet. And some folk need to look at everything that you got as a privilege. Even being in the church, it's a privilege. Why? Because I could have been dead. Somewhere sleeping in my... I wish I had somebody... I can say living for God is a privilege. In fact, it's a privilege to be alive. I'm so glad that God decided to bless me the way he did. I'm, I'm going to leave you all alone. <clears throat> when we look at the privilege, come to recognize that the problem of the world and church today is that we, we miss out on our divine moments. Those are the privileges that we should take advantage of and be thankful because we're too busy with our own interests. Even more, when we're sitting in church, we'll do any and everything in church instead of taking advantage of what God has done. You'll balance your checkbook during worship service. Clip your toenails during preachment. Text your boyfriend or your girlfriend during the time of prayer. But yet say, I'm in the land. I love to be at church in God's presence. But don't take advantage of the divine moment. What is the divine moment? God, you blessed me. So now I want to bless you back. You didn't have to show me the mercy and the grace that you did. But Lord, I'm taking advantage of this privilege, this opportunity you've given me to be here because guess what? Tomorrow is not promised. 
Well, the Bible says, Galatians 4, 19, my little children, for whom I labor in birth again, until Christ is formed in you. Paul says it like that in Galatians. And the Lord is saying today that Christ can be another Bethlehem in your life. Because some of us have been in some places that were like Bethlehem. That night when the shepherds heard the song of the angelic host caroling near. A man turned in slumber spell and he dreamed that he could hear. That night when the cattle, the stalls slept, mother and child in a humble fold, a cripple turned his twisted limb and dreamed that he was whole. On that night, when the newborn babe, a tender mother, rose to lean, a lonesome leopard smiled in sleep and dreamed that he was cleaned. On that night, when the mother's breast, the little king was held secure. On that night, a harlot slept a happy sleep and dreamed he was pure on that night when the manger lay the holy one who came to save on that night a man turned in the sleep of death and dreamed there was no grave on that night somebody said what shall be our gift to him what shall I give him, poor as I am? If I were a lamb, I would give him what a shepherd would give. I would give myself to him. If I were a shepherd, I would offer up to the Lord my fattest lamb. Ain't the Lord all right? If I were a wise man, I'd do my part. What shall I give him? I know if I was real in Christ and I'm seeking to thank God for Jesus, I would give the preacher my hand, but I would give God, ain't he all right? Give him my heart. Y'all don't hear me this morning. And if I had time, if I had time, I would tell you to give God your heart while you're in your Bethlehem. Can I get somebody that can share with me? That can say that when Jesus was born, the shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all the things they had seen. And I got a question. Do you have a reason to thank Jesus for what you've seen? Y'all ain't feeling me today. Um, is there anybody here that can testify and say the reason why I call on the name of Jesus because God he's blessed me when I couldn't bless myself those are things that I wasn't supposed to see but I thank God I thank God I thank God yes my Lord for his son Jesus because in his name, I found salvation. In his name, I found life. Stay on the one earth. In his name, I found peace. In his name, I found joy. In his name, I found love. In his name, I found understanding. In his name, I found healing. Let's roll now, Earl. In his name, found favor ah, favor that keeps me favor that covers me favor that delivered me favor 
Somebody said favor in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, these shall tremble at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow. Yeah, every tongue it shall confess. But Granny said, at the name of Jesus, healing is in his name. Salvation is in his name. Glory is in his name. That's why I like to call him. Why? Because he's been good. He's been so good to me. Do me one favor. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor the reason why I call on Jesus. He's been good. Ain't he been good? Don't fool me now. Anybody know why you call on the name of Jesus? Somebody said he's a heavy load sharer. He's a borrowed man. He's a man that can fix all of my problems. He's a healer. Somebody said he's a comforter. Somebody said he's a counselor. Somebody said he's a doctor in the sick room. He's a lawyer in the courtroom. How many can testify that he is who he is in your life? Let me tell you why he's so good. One Friday, he went on the cross called Calvary. They hung him high. They stretched him wide. Y'all know what he did. They put a nail in one hand. They put a nail in another hand. They put a ribbon in his feet. I call him Jesus because he died before lunch. He was buried before dinner. The reason why I call him Jesus because he got up before breakfast early Sunday morning. That's why I call him Jesus. The other reason why because he had all power in heaven and earth in the palm of his hand. That means anything that you're going through. He died, but he didn't stay dead. He got up to heal you. He got up to fix your situation. He got up to deliver you. Do I have somebody that'll help me close this thing and stand to your feet and put your hand on your hip let your backbone slip and say, I'm so glad for Jesus and all he's done for me. Some of you scared to put your hand on your hip, but you used to dance like a crazy man, like a crazy woman. You dropped it like it's hot and didn't have no power. But when you put your hand on your hip, you let the devil know the devil in hell shall not prevail. Power to walk right. Power to talk right. Granny said, I love Jesus because now he's Andy. Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. And he tells me, I am his own. Anybody gonna call him? What's his name? Jesus, my heavy load bearer, my heavy load sharer, Jesus, my friend in the midnight hour, Jesus, my counselor, when I'm about to lose, lose my mind, Jesus, my healer, when I'm sick and I can't get well, how many know his name? Can you say Jesus? If you just can't say nothing, just wave your hands and say, Jesus, 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 something got to happen at the name of Jesus. How many know this is the sweetest name? want no favor anybody gonna praise him look at your neighbor 
and tell your neighbor the reason why I love Jesus. Look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, I can't lie. I got to tell you why I love him. I wasn't supposed to look this good after all I've been through. I love the name Jesus. Jesus, he's been good. Look at another neighbor and tell your neighbor, be not dismayed, whatever betide. Somebody say, God will. joy E is everlasting S is savior U is unity S is salvation that in itself is life I got a question I want to ask you and I want you to tell me the truth ain't he alright Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm done, I'm, I'm done, I'm done. <laughs> I'm going to leave y'all alone, y'all. I'm going to leave you alone virtually, too, because can they make me nauseous? Because when I think about Jesus, and I look back over my life and think about the things that God has done. I discovered every time I turn around, he just keeps on blessing me. If you love him, come on, celebrate him. up on the spirit right now you've been struggling with life's ups and downs and he said you just ain't called my name enough he said you worried about your job he said did not keep you when you didn't have a job so all you got to do is show somebody that you love me he said all you got to do Let the world know who said you. Anybody gonna lift up his name and just shout out Jesus? Jesus! Ah, Jesus! Just look at your neighbor one more time and tell them, neighbor, don't you ever, after all you've been through, sit down on God. In fact, you should celebrate him now because David said, I sing unto the Lord a brand new song. Why? Because Jesus has done marvelous things. Is there anybody here? that can put your hand together for the marvelous things that he done already that he's doing now 
is that he's about to do. Your breakthrough is on its way. Why? Because of Jesus. I just love calling his name. It sounds good. He don't have to have a last name. Jesus. But his last name is Christ. Jesus Christ. He paid it all. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? Say yeah. Say yeah. Maybe I'm, I'm done. You, you, you can sit down if you can. But my Bible says we gotta let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Come on, let's celebrate Him one more time. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus.